What's up, everybody? And welcome to Pillow Talk, Moment with the Mobleys. I am Johnny Mobley Jr. And I'm Deidre Mobley. And we are an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. What's up, world? What's up? Welcome, hey, welcome to another episode of Pillow Talk. And as always, we go do what? Jump right in. We don't play no games, y'all. We coming to you with something big today. Jump in, baby. All right. We going to talk about this four-letter word that's used. Some use it very loosely. Others scared to use it. Mm-hmm. But we going to talk about it. You want to tell them what it is? It's the L word. Mm-hmm. L-O-V-E. That's right, y'all. What you do to me. We talking about the love word. The That's the song word. right there, baby. So we got a lot, a lot of different meanings of what love, the what people think love is, and what we have experienced through our over 30 years of being together, what love is. Love has showed itself in many different forms that we had no idea that it could be love. So we're going to start out with the, the grass root of what love is from the Webster Dictionary. That's right. That's what I said, the Webster Dictionary. That's what most people get their definitions from. So we're going to go ahead and read that right now. We'll read a couple of them, y'all. All right. Love is an intense feeling mm-hmm. of deep affection. Mm-hmm. For Deidre. For Deidre. <laughs> that's not what it said, but that's what we're going to make it say. Number two. A great intense and pleasure pleasure in something. You intensely love me. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Number three, uh-huh. feel a deep romantic or sexual attraction to someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of deep and intense and pleasure and you know, all that stuff in it. Um mm-hmm. so do you want me to read like the biblical? Uh, I want you to read the key what God concepts, yeah, like what the God biblical said. meaning of it. Yeah. Because in the Bible, um, the Bible make makes many meanings out of love. But I have uh, a few key concepts to remember when it comes to what the Bible says about love. Can I share them with the, share it with the people, baby? Love is trusting in our God. It's being faithful to your partner and your families. And above all, love is being kind and patient with the world around you. That's love, baby. Well, it's a few concepts. What what does I thought you were gonna read that from the Bible? I, well, you want me to read the scripture from it? Yeah, could you read that part from it? Because we got a lot of different different ones. That mm-hmm. was the Webster Dictionary. I'm gonna read this Urban Dictionary too of what love is. Okay, okay. Well, go ahead. Give us that. They just so deep in the urban dictionary. Well, tell us what it is. Love baby. is in order to define love, we have to first differentiate between what is normally called love and true conscious love. I, I ain't gonna even go into all that. They trying to break it down into all kind of science and all this. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have a couple, like you said, from the Bible. <laughs> you want me to do that? Yeah, or you want to do I'm that? I'm not going to read this urban stuff. Okay. Go ahead. Well, um, in 1 John 4, love is relational. It means loving one another. Um, 1 Corinthians 16, 14, 
Love is a life purpose, meaning do everything in love. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and 2, without love, actions are meaningless. Which says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. 1 Peter 4 and 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. So in that aspect, love forgives. And love is the greatest emotion of all. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these, he said the greatest of these, baby, mm -hmm. is love. L-O-V-E, love. Is what God wants humans to do. John 15, 12. My command is this. It's the command given by God. Love each other as I have loved you. Love is a virtue. Colossians 3, 14. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Ephesians 4, 2 and 3. Love is soft and kind. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Love is light, according to 1 John 4 and 12. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And last but not least, baby, love is a language. Ah, that's going to be the second part to this because this is the first part. We're going to have a second part talking about love languages. But love is love is a language. Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Uh, that deserves an amen behind it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to put an offering on the... Well, I'll tell you about that. On later. the nightstand. I appreciate you. You can share it with the people. Listen, married. All right. So I got another definition of love. It's a lot of different definitions yeah. of what people think love is. This said, love is one of the most intense emotions that we experience as humans. It is a variety of different feelings, states, and attitudes that range from interper interpersonal affection to pleasure. Love can be defined as an intense feeling or affection with no limits or conditions for a person. Agape love, yep, that's which is it. unconditional or divine love. That's Greek, so, baby, in, in origin. So, in my... Out of all the definitions that we've read, um, of course, the one in, in the Bible and that last one I just read was probably be the most organic um, definition of love that I, I would express. Um, so, in the over 30 years, tell me what your definition of love is. And I, I don't want this big, deep, scriptural I want from 1990. 1986. 86. Let's go from you. You ain't love. You probably did love me when you first. I did, me. baby. So from love, it was love at first sight. 1986. Explain <laughs> that love and explain the in middle parts of love <laughs> all the way to now, where you at now. Tell me uh, what your what what the different words that pop in your <clears> mind that you. That came up to describe love in our relationship that you never thought would come up. That I never thought would come up. Hmm. At first, I said love at first sight, but it was lust at first sight. It was. Yeah. I loved you quickly, 
but it was lust at first. No, you ain't love me quickly. I did love you quickly. Oh, I you did. talk about with the feeling. Yeah, once yeah. I got, you know, Because you I ain't got give to me know no you. loving quickly. It's more than just the act. Pumpkin. Well, at I, that time, the 1986 Johnny <laughs> said you ain't love me because you ain't giving nothing. Well, here we are. You're the 47-year-old Johnny and you know. Yeah. You know better. But at first, it was a lust. But then it grew to a like and then to a love. And now it's a... There's a lot of things that came up. Of course, we know that the greatest love is God. Um, that you know, God's love for us. God love. That's what we say now. Yeah, that's what we say now. But then that's not what you was thinking. Right. You're right. You're so right. You're absolutely my, my, right. My my question to you is: In 1986, we met. You saw me. I made some things tingle on you when you saw me, and then we moved forward. Jesus. So it was different things that came up. What part of it? Let me know. Yeah, because that it was true said, love. What you said was <laughs> that you lusted me, then you liked me, then you loved me. Uh huh. And mine was actually different. Really? And see, this is this is if a lot of men are are very very honest with themselves, uh -huh. they probably feel like this too. I lusted you, mm -hmm. and then I I loved you, but the liking part didn't come for a little, quite a bit. Okay, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I agree so, with that. Because because I knew what unconditional love was. I knew that you was going to be my wife. So in my mind, I already had in my mind what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, but still then, I only knew a fraction of what love right. was. Right, right. So for me, it, it, and like you said, it comes from a personal perspective. Because for me, as I stated, it started out with, with a lust because of what I saw. But then, I as we began to learn each other, that lust turned into more of a, I really like him. And I told you, and I'll say this until the day I leave this earth, the one thing that drew me to you was your heart, and it was your kindness. But most importantly, for me, you opened that door. <laughs> and this may sound crazy, ladies, and it may sound... Like, what? Like, for real? You opened the door for me. And that's something that I, that I said in one of the other episodes. You still do do that for me today. Absolutely. So for that, that what that speaks to me, it, even the opening of a door speaks love to me because that's you putting yourself before me. And for me, that's what love is for me. You put yourself before me. You put, I'm sorry, you put me before you. Right. That's what I'm meaning to say. Excuse me. Let me correct that. You put me before you, and for you to open a door before you open the door for yourself to get into a vehicle, you looked out for me to make sure that I was secure in that. And so it went, it grew beyond that because then you, you, even when you, even when you hurt me because of the way you loved me. There was something deep, still deep inside of me that said, this hurt will pass because he truly loves you and he didn't understand what was going on or what he did to hurt you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for me, that's the greatest form of love ever, that even when you hurt me, I still knew I never questioned your love for me. 
for me, that was it. Throughout the the high points in our marriage, throughout the low points in our marriage, <clears throat> even when there was hurt that was inflicted by you, I was able to deal with it. I was able to ask God to heal me from it. I was able to heal from it because I knew that in your heart of hearts, you loved me and that you were concerned about me. You were concerned about my heart. Even with you having to grow, because I need people to understand and remember, we were 14 when we met. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of this stuff that you weren't maturing. And so we we actually grew with each each other. But the one thing that that let me know that there was you that you truly loved and cared for me, even the time that we were apart. Like I told you, like I said and, and told the people, when you said that Brianna wasn't your child, even that didn't make me hate you, Johnny. So for me, that was big for me because I knew that you that your actions weren't actions of someone that didn't love me. It was someone who didn't know how to deal with a particular situation. And that was the action that was brought on from that immaturity or you not knowing how to handle it. But through this whole time, I can honestly say that I knew you loved me not by what you said because you said it, but because of what you did. Because of your actions. Even when there were bad actions, I knew that, that in your heart of hearts that you loved me. Because you put me first. And even now, now that I've watched you grow, now that I've grown, I know not only that you love me, but I know that you cherish me. Because you think about my needs before your own. You think about... You think about how whatever decision you make is going to affect me. You think about if if I go and I do this, how is this going to affect my wife? If I'm if I'm thinking about if something's happening at work and you want to react one way, you're thinking about okay, so if I do this and I lose my job, how is this going to affect my wife? If I do do this and do that, how's that going to affect Deidre? That's a true testament of love. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I know at times. <clears throat> I know at times being a man, and you know having friends that are men, um, now and from from the past. I know one of the things that they used to always tell me is that you know, I needed my own space as a man, and not even them not even knowing, some of them not even being married, they would tell me, you're going to need your own space as a man because, you know, when you get married, she going to want to be with you all the time. She going to want to be next to you, want to talk to you, all this other stuff. You're not going to ever have time to breathe. Mm -hmm. She going to be like a ball and chain. And uh -uh. that's where they used to have the little chain that be clamped to your ankle. Mm -hmm. And, like, now you got this with you all the time. So in in life growing up, I had people tell me these things that didn't even experience it. Mm -hmm. And I'm big on I'm big on research and listening. I've always been like that. But you can't really teach me nothing if you ain't been through nothing. Yeah. And that was that was, you know, what I thought about even back then. You you can't really teach me a whole lot of stuff or give me advice on something that you've never been through. Mm -hmm. So you give me advice based on your 
your opinion about whatever or you getting it from someone else. Right. What so you think I can't, you know. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. I can't go with that. Yeah. So a lot of stuff that I heard, I didn't really make choices on that. But what I did learn about love is that it 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 has so many different meanings. Um I wouldn't even say different meanings. I would say it's so many parts to love. Yeah. When when you love someone f- from, you know, even the lust part of it, you know, the lust part, the love part, and I loved you. And and this is the thing. I said I loved you before I, way before I started liking you cuz you were easy to love. Yeah. You was hard to like. But I was easy to love. You was easy to love, <laughs> but it was hard to like. Now, let me explain that. Please. The, the, the love part is her wanting my best interest at hand, her wanting yeah. me to be successful, her wanting to support me in the different things that I want to do. Um, the liking part was the every daily, day-to-day communicating about anything it was like i had my mind uh, and this is the crazy part my mind always worked different um so i got a uh my sisters they called me red back in the day because they said i was real extra deep they could ask me a question about anything my daughters would come to me and they would ask me to go to parties and house parties and i would give them a percentage of you know, people who either get hurt or giving date rate drugs or whatever in a house party or whatever the case is, and they just say, you just can't never give me a yes or a no. Or they used to say, you overthink things, yeah. daddy. Why and you my, got to be so deep? And my whole thing was with our daughters, even in that part of love with our daughters, I wanted them to be able to make a good decision, but you can't make a, a good decision if you don't know all the information. And I wanted to give them as much information as I possibly could. But at that time, just like it was with us, we didn't care. We was going to take the chance because that was back then when you was doing it. But it's different now, Daddy. Yeah, it's different now. Joker don't drop pill on you. They could just rub something across your lip and you lick it and then you gone. Mm-hmm. So it's just different now. Mm-hmm. But with the, with the love, the light part, I just did not... I just really, at one point in time in our life, I just really thought that I was gonna be able to love you, and the light part was just gonna never happen. I didn't, I didn't know. It didn't seem like we were never on the same page about nothing. That we never saw eye to eye. That we couldn't talk because if I wanted to have a conversation, it was too hard or too rough or whatever for you, and you would cry. And then four days later, you want to write me a letter and then talk about it. And I was like, I, I don't even remember having this conversation. What you talking about? But that was my process. And I understand. That was my process. I understand that now. Right. But I didn't then. Right. Right. So at one point in time, I just thought it was going to never happen. I was like, this is going to be a marriage that I'm going to love her to the day we die. But I'm not going to be able to have fun with her. I'm not going to be able to have a regular conversation with her because... She got stuff going on in her that I don't know about. I don't know how to, you know, back, you know, I don't know what she want. What does she want from me? You know, what can I do? I I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And 
I've I, I had people in my life that I would ask certain I would allow certain access to certain areas of my life. And all these jokers I used to ask about it, they would tell me, well, just pray about it. Joker, I need an answer. Yeah, God, God will give you the answer, just pray about it. I'm like, I, you ain't got nothing for me? You've been married for 75 years, you ain't got nothing? Yeah, just pray about it, just mm -hmm. pray about it. That's all you got, mm -hmm. whatever, man. Mm -hmm. But what I, what I found out about that is, you know, that God has a certain plan and a certain assignment for each individual life. So with me and you being married, that's in God's eyes, that's one in that's one life. So our call, our thing was different. So that's what, you know, sparked the the soon and upcoming book, The Perfect Recipe for Your Relationship, because each relationship has its own purpose, its own ingredients. Some stuff is the same, but a lot of stuff is different. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't know. So and we had to find, I think, what worked for us. Yeah, and that's the that's the biggest thing. So once we started finding what works for us and you know, I stopped letting people get in my ear and say, You supposed to be working, man, she supposed to be cleaning the house. Well, you know, she she don't clean the house. I, I, what you want? What you want me to do with that? So if she don't clean the house. What need to do? If you, she ain't cleaning the house, and you working, then you know you need to get rid of. Her. Yeah, that that's not an option. So I don't need to talk to you no more. <laughs> Next, you know, and that's how I would usually do it. I was like, somebody got to have the answer. Some of these jokers, yeah, you 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 home with your wife. Your wife don't clean, but you still there. But you telling me to leave my wife? Whatever, joker. So. I started beginning to ask and ask, and then I would go back to those certain people, ask them, and they the same thing. They would tell me the same thing, man, go pray about it. So I took that advice, and I went and prayed. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I did not get any type of answer. And then from teaching from, from church, good Bible teaching church, you know, sometimes we overthink our relationship with God. Because we, because he is a holy and righteous God, we feel like we have to put the sandals on and be dipped in, you know, oil before we go up before him and all these other things. Where that's that's not the case. Yeah, it's the case he is he wants you to come to him and talk yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't until that time I had that organic conversation with God, and I said, look. I'm with her. I'm trying to make it work. I need you to tell me. And then I begin to ask the right questions. And it wasn't no fluff with it. And when I begin to ask the right questions, he began to reveal certain things to me. Yeah. So one of the things he revealed to me was she needs a leader. And right now you're not that. And My I was, God. I was a little... <laughs> You weren't happy with that answer, were no, you? No, I wasn't. I, I was a little. <laughs> right. I'm like, Joe, what you mean? I'm right here. I got a wife and five kids. I'm right here handling business. What you talking about? I ain't no leader. Joe, I'm paying the bill. I'm handling. What you talking about? I ain't yeah. no leader. And yeah. then when you shut you're up. Not, you're not a leader. She needs a leader, and you're not a leader. Your kids need a leader, and you're not a leader. So I need you to step up and be the leader that I've I've already ordained you to be. I ain't even know what that means. Wow. 
So that's the revelation, no more. That that began to change my mindset and my thinking. Yeah. So once I started changing my mindset and my thinking, it was something that I've I've never heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard, you know, being a leader in your household. I've never heard. That. Yeah. I've you know heard being king of your castle. I've heard you the man of the house. You're the man. Never heard about being no leader. Yeah. So I'm like, with yeah. a leader thing come responsibilities, Joker. I, I mean, I got to teach certain things. I got to lead. The, the, and lead by example. And that was and the biggest it. thing. Yeah. So I had to lead by example. And yeah. the decisions that I had to make, it, it was completely different. So once I began to try to implement things like that, and I started studying and reading and just going after it, that's when the relationship began to change. Yeah, because, I can honestly say that. Because that once, once I started showing any type of residue of me being a leader, you followed. Followed. Yeah, yeah. You you followed, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't that I said, "Hey, yeah. I'm a leader. Follow me right now." Follow it me. It wasn't like that. <laughs> it was like I just started doing certain things, and you and just you just re- your right. reaction was right. follow him. Yeah. So it was yeah. like okay, that's. It's that easy. Yeah. And then he told me, no, it ain't easy, Joker. It's just you on the right path now. So now this is what you need to do. Yeah. So as I continue to do that, that was one part. That's 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 one part of a love language that we'll talk about on the next episode. But that's one part of a love language that you needed in your life for, to be fulfilled. But you didn't know what it was. Right. And I had I no clue. I agree with that. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. that leadership was even a part of a love language. Yeah. I didn't I even know none that. of that. So once I learned that, it was like, wow. So basically, Lord, what you're telling me is that, what? first of all, what I need is you. First of all. Second of all, all I need to do is become a better leader for my family. And that's going to change everything. And the answer was yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that gave you what the power of a praying wife gave me that I didn't want to read. Yeah. When the first page I thought was going to give me the answers to change you. Oh, yeah. In essence, it gave me, you have to start with yourself. Anytime you want to see change in your partner, your spouse, somebody that you, you know, that you're close to, anytime you want to see that change, you first have to be that change. Yeah. And I didn't want to read that. So, yeah, I take that. Yeah, that that is that is I, I confirm it, y'all. That was truth. And another thing that showed me that there was change within you is when you gave your life to truly gave your heart to God. Yeah. Without prompting from me anymore, without threatening, you know. And it wasn't. You need even to go to church. church. You need right. It wasn't at church. You need to do this and you need to do that because. I can't handle these kids by myself. I was trying to infringe what I wanted to see you happen for you, but not thinking about the fact that you had to have that revelation. You had to have that moment with God that would bring you to him and bring you closer to him. Because when you started to truly crave him and to get in your word and to read your word, that did something else for me. Yeah. That gave me an even a greater boost to say, and I think that was around the time when I did tell you like, I'm following you as you're following Christ. Oh my God. That was a whole different. Yeah. That was a whole different. Yeah. yeah. So when I remember that day. Yeah. So at this time, when that actually literally happened, one thing I want to go back to when I said I, I did not give my life to Christ in a church building. 
I gave my life to Christ in public parking lot. So to understand men, to understand just people in, in general, to yeah. understand who God is, you have to acknowledge the things that don't make sense that happen to you. When God do certain things, it's no mess Crazy. up. It's no you 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 have no other explanation for it that it was a supernatural miracle yeah. by God and you have to acknowledge that because if you don't you saying God is not present in your life when he wants to show himself it's not enough that he wakes us up in the morning it's not enough that you're in your right mind That's it's love. not enough that you all this is God's love. unconditional love yeah. for us but we yeah. take that stuff for granted so when he do something out of the ordinary or supernatural, when he shows up and then leaves, when he shows himself through someone and then leave, when certain things just happen in the instant, in the moment, no matter how big or small it is, and he shows his presence up close and personal and then he pulls back. And then we say that was just luck. He got to do it 75 more times for me to believe. Well, he's not going to do that. I mean, he's 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 a god of a, a god of love, unconditional love. He's a god of, of structure. He he's an honorable god, yeah. and he will show and himself he can do to it you any way he wants. But you to have to it. acknowledge when he is present. Yeah, and that's our biggest fault as humans. And I'm gonna go as far as to say as Christians, because we think because we are Christian that we got a certain amount, we got a certain relationship with God, and we take that thing for granted. And then you want to act like you see this every day, Joker. You don't see miracle signs and wonders every day. You're just not to that, not on that level. Yeah. So when you see it, you need to you need to recognize it and respond to it. You can't just allow certain things to happen in your life. Not just in a church building, but in your home, in your in a parking lot, in certain things. So when I tell you, I got, I gave my life to Christ on my knees in a parking lot, ran out of gas, pulling out of a parking space in Publix, went in there to get my family some food, did not have no money on none of the cars I had, had peanut butter jelly and some bread. That's what I was going to buy. And this couple came up behind me and paid for my food and then some. And then I walked out. They walked behind me. And then they came behind me when I pulled out. I ran out of gas. They came behind me, gave me money. Listen to me. Gave me money. I was on my knees because I said, Lord, this is it. It was raining. Remember that day like it was raining? I had a 1991 um, Ford Taurus. Mm -hmm. But I backed up, and the car ran out of gas in, back, in the middle of backing up. And I got out the car, and I, I got on my knees right then, and I said, God, I, this is it. I give up. I, I give my life to you. I can't do it no more. And that same couple that paid for my food, they came out, and they gave me $20. And then... They said, God bless you, and walked off. And I was crying, but I got up to tell them thank you and to hug them, and there was nobody there. Mm. So that would have been a bad moment if I did not recognize who created that moment. Because at that time, I had needs, 
and God supplied every last one of them. Maybe not the way I wanted it to, maybe not at the at fast as I wanted it, but he's he supplied every need that I needed right then because I was in a place of vulnerability that allowed him to come in. Mm -hmm. So from that day forward, I've been I've been living for him ever since. Yeah. So there's moments when you have to recognize and you have to understand and know that is God. He's he's with us more than we will ever believe. Ever believe. So back to back to the love. So becoming a leader in my household was huge. That was huge, a, a huge breakthrough for us. Mm -hmm. Because that changed, when I tell you, that changed the direction of my wife, her perspective. That changed the, the direction yeah. of my kids and their perspective. Yeah. It's, it's, it changed the paths to get my entire family close to, closer to their destiny of what God purposed them to do on this earth. Mm -hmm. It might not have gotten them right, but they I'm, I promise you, I know it has. So once that started happening, once I wanted to become a better leader, once I started doing the research and the studying, once that stuff happened, guess what started happening? The person I was talking to when I was doing the research and doing all this stuff was who? It was me. <laughs> The one person that I couldn't yeah. have a conversation with without me and her going at each other's throat. Now we having two, yeah. three hour conversations yeah. about meaningful stuff, about our life, about setting stuff up. Yeah. When you change your perspective, it it can happen. Yeah. It it can happen. So once that happened, we started talking. Then yeah. once we started talking, it led into other conversations about other stuff. Then I can say our relationship grew from there because it went from me loving you to me really liking, right. which is another part of love. Right. So once I started liking you, the like part, because you can love somebody, but don't really want to be around them like that. So you yeah. can, you know, you know, you know what we say. Yeah, God told me I got to love them, but I ain't got to like them. So I can do this for them, and I ain't got to be there. <laughs> you know, I can, I can, I can do them a cash app right quick. Get them do a little twenty dollars cash app, and I ain't got to be with them. So stuff can happen like that. But and when you like someone, that's when you start seeing the value and the worth of of what the time being with them is. So that's what pushed us into a whole different dimension yeah. that we didn't even know existed. Yeah. So once we started talking about the leadership stuff and the things and the thoughts, the more I started talking about the things I was thinking about the thoughts, the more Deidre talked, which activated more stuff inside me, yeah. which had me talk about stuff that wasn't in books. So it was like I began to talk from a place of where God placed something in me that I didn't still didn't know we had. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it becomes... So much more than what you guys think it can be. It's 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 deep, but it ain't that deep. Yeah. It's yeah. deep, but it ain't that deep. So when you get to a place of covenant, 
covenant love is a is a whole different level Ooh. of love. Ah. The covenant the covenant love is where you where you already forgave Forgive the person someone. Yeah. Just because they're human and you know they're going to make mistakes, that you're already forgiving yeah. them for things that they're going to do in the future. So it's not even an issue when it right. comes up. Right. That's a whole different kind of love. That's a that's that agape, unconditional covenant love. When when you when you deal with people on a regular basis, most pastors have this. They have to have this. They have to have a covenant love for Christ, and mm -hmm. the Christ that lives in them loves His people. Because if they didn't have that joker, some of y'all Christians, who. I ain't even no pastor. I can't deal with some of the Christians. I'm telling you. So I already know. And this is their job. Well, there you have it. So it's 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 bigger. But this love, loving one another. love is so, yeah. so Loving your big. neighbor. That's where it comes in. Yeah, honey. it's so, so big. Yeah. It's on so many yeah. different levels. But I, I really think the, the, the yeah. love part for us in the relationship, in the marriage, how it grew. And I think that's where it took off at. And when I tell you we've been on a straight incline since then, it's yeah, yeah. It's we been have a straight our hiccups, incline. but but when we began to understand, yeah, that when God, I think God revealed to us what true, true love, unconditional love for one another is. And because there have been some experiences where we'd be like, for real? Yeah. <laughs> this happened and I still love you and I still like you. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody but him can, can, can give you that type of togetherness, that type of bond, that type of unity, that type of love. And I feel like as long as you look to him, that'll be another one of those things added. Yeah. As long as you're seeking him, yeah. that's going to be another thing added. And and yeah. to all my fellas yeah. who feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's no way, it, it ain't no way Johnny on there talking about he don't need no time to himself. But let me explain something to you. Because I've, I've invested my time, my heart, everything into my wife, and we woven together as one. Yeah. When I need time to myself, guess what? I don't have to ask for it. She feels it. She I'm, knows. Yeah. But... Something else that I do is I don't go no place else to get time to myself. She knows where I'm at. If even if I tell her I need to get away, she will book a room wherever, Florida, Atlanta, wherever, we'll get somewhere and then she'll leave me to myself. Yeah. So I don't have to go and say, man, I need give me a second. I need to because I used to be that dude. Hot dog. I just walked in the door. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. I ain't got to do that no more. Yeah. Because we're one, so she knows. I discern that, yeah. She knows. Yeah. She's my rib. That's what she's supposed to know. Yeah. So let me get that myth out your head that you feel like you need time. All, the, all my fellas who go to the bar and get a drink before they head to the house, I used to be one of them dudes as well. Nah, when, once I changed and found when God gave me that leadership piece and Everything looked like it was looking different for my family, and I could see results manifesting quickly. My my response went, hey, Johnny, hey, man, we going to Applebee's, go get a beer. Nah, bro, I got to go to the house. 
Yeah. Well, what's wrong, man? Nothing. Nothing. I just got to get to the house. I'm excited to go home now because yeah. I got a and wife that, and yeah, kids. There was a turning point. Yeah. yeah. I got a wife and kids at the house who looking for leadership, and they've been doing stuff all day, preparing for me to come home and just in part. Rather that, and when when you in part, it's basically God giving you something that that person needs at that time, and it does not have to. It can be me imparting, hey, take a break, sit down, let's talk. Put your cell phones down, whatever the case is, let's do this. Let's go to dinner. Let's go bless these people. It's whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. Because, see, what you can't, what you got to understand is we are the church and we are manif a manifestation of who God is on the earth. That's what we are supposed to be. Yeah. So when we make decisions to love somebody else, to be some something to someone else, like the, the other night we went to dinner and because me and my wife were together, we went to dinner. She said, I feel a need to pay for someone's food. Do you feel anybody around here? And I said, no, let me ask God. That's just how that conversation went. Yeah. By the end of the dinner, God gave me who to pay for. We paid for their dinner, and they looked at us like they were. It was un, like it was an unbelievable thing. Yeah, It's people... That they had never received that type yeah. of so love or kindness. At this time... You can't even do something nice for somebody without them looking at you like, what's the catch? Yeah. So they was looking like, okay, Joker, what? Which y'all which which want back? Want, which, which, but even in that, yeah. you, we showed them the love of Christ. Yeah. With kindness, hugs. Yeah. You know, here you go. Merry Christmas, I think is what you should say yeah. to them. And we yeah. paid on their check and it was paid in full. We told and the waitress tip. and yeah. the tip. So we took care of that. And... That's how God shows his love to other through us to other people. Yeah. That's so we look, we they saw Johnny and Deidre, but I can guarantee you they felt the love of Christ in all Amen. in them. They felt the love of God. Yeah. And yeah. that's a lot of people think you have to do a lot of different things to show love to different people. Some people are scared to show love to them. Sometimes it ain't about what you say. It's just about what you do and how yeah. you handle a situation. Yeah. You can handle a situation, do something, make a decision to do something, and it be it have God all over it, and then walk off and allow God to do what he do. Because yeah. he got it from there. He don't need, all he needs you to do is be obedient to what he said, and then he got it from there. Yeah. So, yeah. the love... Into like once we started once I well I say once I started liking you because you like I'm a very very likable person so you liked me long way before I liked you and, and what I'm saying is you ain't really knew who you were and I understand that lay down that pride please you didn't I don't know think we, that I don't think you, that's a pride you didn't know who you were either no I didn't know who I right, was right right but I can fake right. it real good yeah you I did. can fake it real you good you faked so, it real good but you didn't know how to fake it. You just ain't know who you were. And I was trying to help you. You didn't understand me. Is that what it That's is? That's what it was. That's good. You yeah, must have just made that, that up. Good. That's good. You That's good. That. But you ain't had that and answer back then. And I could have seen on that. You, can't you ain't had the answer back then. I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. But you took the time to ask God who I was. And he showed you who I was. Yeah. Yep. He showed you how to love me. And he showed me how to tolerate and love you. I'm just <laughs> He showed me oh. how to love you as well. I just, yeah. I just, when y'all, yeah. 
when when God gave me that leadership piece, I, I I did not get that, did not comprehend, didn't understand it. But what I did was be I was obedient to it. Yeah. Because I said if this what you saying, then it's something I never thought it would be. And once I began to do that, voila! And you saw his hand. Yeah. All over it. And I'm talking about fast yeah. manifestation. Yeah. Stuff changed like in front of my eyes. I could see Deidre Poster and her her voice literally changing while I was talking to her in a conversation. I can see, and that's that's uh, uh, that's one of the gifts that God has given me that I can see stuff literally change and transform in front of my eyes when He's a part of it. When yeah. He changes something, when He transforms something, when He takes something to another level, and I believe that's His way of giving me confirmation. That I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. That yeah. I'm saying what I'm he supposed to be doing. Builds your confidence. Yeah. 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 And I was just going through some scriptures and and came across First Corinthians thirteen four through eight, well four through seven. It says love is patient, love is kind. Yeah. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Yeah. yeah. And so I know just from a personal perspective that even when it comes to loving people that you have come across that seem unlovable, that's when you know that you truly have the the hand of God on you and he's graced you and he's expanded your capacity to love is when you can love other people who are labeled as difficult and truly admit that you had an issue not with the person but the ways of the person. And you truly allowed God to show you how to love them in spite of, yeah. not maybe liking them as you stated. Uh, for me, that was something really, really, really big. And it happened within the church. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to, this person is difficult. This person is this, this person is that. But he showed me, because, he'd give, he'd, because he's given his grace to me when, when there were times that I was dealing with stuff. And, and it sometimes made me unlovable to people, probably, or unlikable. But he still graced me, and he still gave me grace. So he gave me the opportunity to grace somebody else yeah. and, and to show them love even when I felt like I couldn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. So and that, that, I just that thank love. God for loving me and showing me how to love you and how to love you know, our children and how to love our family and you know, other people who sometimes, to be completely honest, you don't, you don't want to deal with them. But this is this is, and you've heard me say this before. My, my life, my life is in my life. God is is God's life, and it all for me to fulfill my purpose and my destiny at its fullest. I have to live my life as is, as if it is God's. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of us get jacked up at because we live our life and the decisions that we make and all that is not as is it was God. Mm -hmm. It's it's us. And sometimes we feel like, well, I'm the one down here living this life and I'm going through what I'm going through. So, God, I'm going to give you like 70%. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm going to take this rest. But that ain't how it's supposed to be. 
Yeah. It's, it's not supposed to be like that. And as crazy as that may sound, I've 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 never had a problem with my Galaxy Note and went to Apple to get advice on how to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. I went to AT&T. I, I've never had that. Yes, they are phone companies. Yes, they do exactly the same thing, but they can't help me if they did. They can't help me with what I have if they did not create it. Create it, yeah. So you have to understand yeah. God created you, so he's the only one that understands fully what your full purpose on this earth mm-hmm. is. So if you do not if you do not acknowledge that and begin to try to walk in that, there's no way you can fulfill your destiny on this earth. Yeah. You you don't I know it seems like you got it now, but you don't have it. I promise you you don't. And it yeah. will be a time in your life that where you're gonna say, I, I need to make a change. Yeah. I need to make a change. Amen. So what we doing talking about love and the liking, me liking my wife at some point in time, I think it was around year 10 when we were married that I think I began to like you a little bit. Um, then it began to move forward and then we're here where we at. But like I said, I believe me getting the advice from God and actually taking him up on what he said and putting it into play helped everything. Yeah, So absolutely. Yeah, at this at this moment right now at forty seven, I still make decisions based on my wife and my children, and now my grandchildren, and now my son in laws. So I I got my mom, my dad. My life is just not my own. It's, it's God's life, but I have a lot of people depending on. I have a lot of responsibility. So when I make decisions, it affects everybody. Everybody. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to believe that. But when you make a decision, it just don't affect you. You can't say you don't care. You're doing this because this is how you want it to be. That's not love. Yeah. That's not love. That's not unconditional love. Not That's not loving you. That's being selfish. That's what that's being. And that's real. And I know some people do, probably do not agree with me with that. But that's being real. The truth is when you make a decision that benefits only you, that's being selfish. Yeah. And we could talk about that. Selfless. That's a part of Yeah, we could talk about showing that. love, being selfless. We could talk about that. But yeah. you, you, the goal is not for you to live for God seventy percent and live for you thirty percent. That ain't the that ain't the goal. Mm. The goal is to live for God a hundred percent and then he'll give you houses and on the hill and you know, all that good stuff. I ain't want to go into preaching mode, so I'm going to stop. Thank you so I much. Felt, I felt, a, nah, I felt no. that coming on. So, uh, no, this is going to um, conclude our first part of what love is. Um, we got a, This is part one. We're going to have a part two. It's going to be very, very organic, and we're going to talk about love languages and relationships. Yes. Um, I'm sure this probably wasn't what you thought it was going to be. But it was the truth. It's, it's Johnny and Deidre's life. So um, we wouldn't be telling y'all nothing that didn't happen. It's real. Yeah. Um, just just ask God for it. He, he yeah. has it all. He has the manuscript for you, for your life, for what you need. Yeah, he knows it all. And so just trust him. Love him. Seek him. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other 
things, all these other things will be added. He'll show you how to love your spouse. He'll show you how to love unlovable family members. He'll show you and, and he'll put that love in you and nobody can take it away. Nobody can change it. No matter what the circumstances may be, he'll show you how to, how to, to love that, that most importantly, like I said, because we are speaking of marriages, but he'll show you how to love your spouse. Even in times when you think that you can't because of whatever has happened between yeah. you all, he'll, he'll give you that, that peace. He'll give you that love. He'll give you that joy. He'll give you that, you know, even you may go through some of the terrible, terrible, uh, terrible times, but he'll restore it. And not only restore it, he'll make it better than it was before you went through everything that you went through. Yeah, so God is love people. Love each other. Yeah. Love one another. Extend love. Show love. Don't just say it. Love is what love does. Is that what the saying is? Like, for real. Don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. Because yeah. words, you can you can conjure up words any any day of the week, any time of the day. But show somebody, show somebody that you love them. Yeah. Just yeah. do it. Just that's do our, it. That's our, that's our hashtag for this year. We just doing it. Just do it. Us, yeah. our kids. Just do it. Our grandkids. Our whole team. Just do it. We do not we own the copyrights it. to Nike. No, we, we don't. We didn't put that in it. But, but we, we just saying, we'll just take do the it. words and do, we right. use that. Do it. What? Do it. Just do it. Do and it is whatever God says for you to do. Yeah, be obedient. You, you got stuff that God put Ask on your He's heart ordered your steps. That you're supposed to yeah. be doing. Yeah. And right now do we it. got graveyards full of vision and stuff that can change the world, that impact the world, that can probably solve some of the problems that we got now. But because they did not do it. Is in the grave with them, which is doing nobody no good. So, yeah, although you might think that idea or that vision is dumb or simple or you can't get to it or whatever the case is, I challenge you, we challenge you to just yeah, do it. Just do it. Just just do it. Just do it. Yeah. If it don't work out, it, it's not a loss. It's a learn. You learn it, take it back to the drawing it's board, and do it again. That's it. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. I'm just doing it, Mobley. Me too, I'm just girl. loving you. I'm just in these streets loving you. You always got to take. I it always somewhere. got to be a always thug. Got to why? Take it I don't know why. why. He got a thug piece of thug. But I love you hard. I love you hard, Mobley. Just a, th th you love me hard. I love you hard. You love me baby. long time. You remember that? Where that came from? I don't know. We gonna take it all. All right. We. This is the conclusion. <laughs> He a loves pillow, me. A he, pillow talk. He loves me long time, y'all. Mo moments with the Mobleys. I am Johnny Mobley Jr. <laughs> and I'm his wife, Deidre Mobley. <laughs> we are just something like an ordinary couple. We're just an ordinary couple, y'all. Out in these streets loving each other with extraordinary purpose. Peace out. Y'all be good. Bye. Night-night.